What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Welcome back, everyone, to Housewives Happy Hour. Excited to be back this week. Not at the normal time today, as you can see. And as you can tell by the title of this podcast, I have decided to finally branch out to other shows. Of course, I've always watched other shows besides Bravo and Housewives and such. However, I have been contemplating for a long time branching out in terms of on this podcast for recaps. And I thought, what better way to start with the traders? You know, we have a brand new season for the traders i did watch season one when it aired and i am watching season two and i thought you know what better way to jump into a new show if you don't watch traders i you know would recommend stopping this podcast because there will be spoilers because this is a recap podcast so stop right now and go watch the traders so that you can catch up and feel you know like you're a part of the crew and um if you don't know what it's about i will just give you the reader's digest version it's essentially like any other competitive reality television show there's an element of strategy there's an element of competition and there's an element of drama what they do is they bring in talent and cast members from shows like big brother the challenge survivor you know the bachelor i think this season we had somebody from RuPaul's Drag Race and of course we have Housewives and Bravo Folk. So, and they're competing to find out who the traitors are who are selected by random. I'm assuming it's by random. And essentially they're just voting people out of the house, you know, amongst the crew and then the traitors are eliminating people and they have to figure out you know, who is behind the eliminations. And so it's a very exciting reality show and it's exciting to see Bravo people interacting with you know, people from other shows who, you know, this is their livelihood, this is what they do, and also people who just, you know, are who they are on the show. That's, the, you know, that's their personality. I can't really explain it. It's it's a great show, and I figured it's a great way to segue, you know, another show and, and implement another show on the podcast for you guys so we can, you know, talk about it together. With all that being said, let's dive right in. So the location, I just have to say, is just beautiful. I mean, I'm a, this takes place in a castle in Scotland and I really enjoy watching the landscaping just of, you know, the castle grounds as well as you know where they're doing these competitions, you know, they'll be in a big open field with a lake or in a forest or what have you. It's it's a beautiful location for a competition reality show to take place. And this cast is just great. I mean, I have to say Last season, the cast was really good. I think this season is going to be just as good, maybe if not a little bit better with all the twists and turns that they're implementing this year. I've noticed I am really enjoying the Bravo folk this year, whereas I felt like last year, you know, the Bravo people were there, but I didn't, you know, I didn't think that they were playing the game as good as I thought they would. I think Kate... You know, because Kate Chastain from Below Deck was on the first season. I think she was hilarious to watch because I just missed watching her on TV. Brandy was good, too. But I feel like Brandy in a housewife setting is a little bit more entertaining than in a competition reality show. I know she's done Big Brother before, but I, I just think she was more suited for that kind of reality TV and not so much the competition aspect of it. 
neither was Kate, but um, I just missed Kate and I enjoyed watching her on the show. But this season, I'm really enjoying the Bravo people that they picked. I'm excited to see MJ back. I'm hoping to see a little bit more of her. Larsa is definitely an interesting choice to bring on with Marcus, I might add. That's a really interesting choice. Tamara, of course, is always good reality TV. I'm I'm hoping to get to see her a little bit more because as, as of the first three episodes we've seen so far, she hasn't really been shown that much. And of course, Phaedra, you know, we got to talk about Phaedra. She is great TV. She's always been great TV. And I definitely think that she is, is going to shine as a traitor. I, I have to say when I, when they picked her as the traitor, I was like, wow, that is just, no one's going to suspect it. I would be shocked if somebody suspects tra- Phaedra just because she's so good at playing it off that you honestly would just have no no clue. I mean, I sometimes forget that she's a traitor even watching the show because it just, it doesn't seem likely. Now, in terms of strategy, this game really is difficult because if you talk too much, you could be a target. But if you don't talk enough, you could also be a target. An example of this is in the later episodes, in episode three specifically, some people are starting to pick up on Dan's quietness. Now, Dan was chosen as a traitor, right? And so he has kind of played this game so far under the radar, and it's raising a couple of red flags. And so I think that that kind of strategy is not what's going to get you through the game. Now, if you look at really good gameplay, last season we had Sari, who ended up winning the show, and no one suspected her. And it's funny because... You know, that is, I feel like the gameplay that Phaedra is starting to play. So that's that's very interesting. I really feel like Phaedra could, could win this. And I'm excited for her. At least in those first three episodes, it seems like no one is suspecting her. And I really don't know what could happen. So I'll say that this game is challenging in the sense that you really have to be strategic in everything you say or do. More so in a, you know, in this setting, like, you know, I mean, Big Brother is very similar where you have to be careful what you say, but I honestly feel like Big Brother, you could kind of float. Whereas in this game, you can't really float because if you say nothing, you could get voted off from a traitor because you're an easy target. But then if you talk too much, you could also become a target. So it's, it's very difficult. Speaking of this cast, by the way, I... You know, I obviously, I only know the Bravo people, so I always kind of watch these, you know, I I watch Traders and I I know the Bravo people and I watch Big Brother. So I know some of the Big Brother, Big Brother players. I know Janelle. And so I think that's interesting, but I I don't know a majority of these players. And so I think John is interesting to me being an ex-politician. I would think that he's a huge target. And he must be playing this game pretty well because he started off as kind of a big target, right? And then we get to episode three and he's kind of not mentioned as much. So he must have said something, had some conversations and talked things over with some people because they're not suspecting him as of right now. But that could change. That's definitely an interesting person, though, to me, to bring on to a show like The Traders. So Larsa and Marcus. So Larsa is a good choice, you know, just because you don't really know she's she's not very predictable I, I will say that at least on housewife she's not very predictable but then having her and marcus together is very interesting to me now we got to the third episode where marcus was voted out by the traders which is honestly kind of a smart move on their end because they separated those two because that could be deadly the two of them together because they're kind of conspiring even though larsa made it clear 
episode one, because I was a little hesitant about this. She made it clear that they are playing their own separate games and that they want to they you know that they want to play these games separately and not really involve each other. However, they are kind of a target because they're together, they're a duo, and so it's it's very much so, especially because Marcus started speaking with Dan and you know that that could be a red flag you know that the the way he started to kind of figure out the game a little bit was was a little bit of a red flag so eliminating him overnight was a smart move on the traders parts one quick thing about john by the way something i thought was very interesting was how when they started picking him out they were calling him out for breathing heavy you know during the first traders meeting and then they were calling him out for his asthma later on i think janelle started the conversation with him breathing heavy and then Tamara started to bring up this asthma situation which I thought was very interesting I I don't necessarily see those as threats but I feel like maybe if I was in that setting anything could be a threat right so you know props to them for kind of being on the lookout but also it kind of looked a little stupid how they were going after this poor man you know when he genuinely is not a traitor and they're grasping at straws to assume that he's a traitor talking about you know, just dumb gameplay if we're going off the bat right now. I think Janelle is not really playing this game smart. And it's interesting how how much of a scene she's making. I mean, I, I guess it's it's a strategy in a way where you, you know, if you start causing all these problems that, the pe- that people think you're a traitor, then you somehow become, you know, kind of, you, you stay kind of on the show. And I think that that's kind of what you know, Peter had a great plan to offer with, um, you know, going after each other with the, with the other guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I think it was Tim or something like that. I I could be wrong, but kind of creating a, creating a conflict. So then to take the, the heat off of yourself or, or even create some heat in order to make it look like you could be a traitor is interesting, or at least, you know, I think that's an interesting gameplay. So I don't know if that's necessarily what Janelle is trying to do, or if she's just uber competitive, because that's what's coming across as, because then in the second episode, we have, I'm sorry, I think this was the third episode. We have fighting over a shield, which seemed like a major red flag to me. And so I don't really know why they weren't pointed more towards Janelle in that situation. Because to me, I feel as though if you're fighting over safety, that could go bad for you either way. Because you want to be safe, right? You don't want to go home as a traitor. But then, um, or I'm sorry, you don't want to go home as a faithful. But then you also don't want to become too big of a target because then they're going to think that, you know, you you're trying to save yourself so that, you know, you stay in the game as a traitor. So fighting over the shield was a little interesting to me. I thought that that was a red flag and then it wasn't really discussed in depth at the round table. So I think that's something to watch out for. Parvati is also an interesting choice to bring in. I think that's how you say her name, Parvati or Parv. It's interesting because Larsa had already called her out at the first round table for acting a certain way you know, when, or, or I think she had said something about her hearing and how, you know, Alan had like stopped near her as a trader. I don't know. It's interesting to me because she kind of already came up on the radar. And then, you know, we have this third episode where she is the one trying to get someone to drink out of this goblet because the murder has to be in plain sight. And she's acting so strange in front of everybody. And I was just, I was like, how is nobody seeing, how is nobody catching onto this? I guess, you know, you really, you have to think that, you know, when you're in this house, the game is on. So 
every little moment that you're in this house, something could be happening. You have to pay attention to who's in which room talking, who's together, what groups of people are talking. You you kind of have to eavesdrop a little bit, but not only do you have to eavesdrop, but you just have to, you have to be aware of everything going on. So you have to, even if there's a big group of people hanging out, you have to figure out, okay, somebody in this room could be a traitor. So who am I, who am I searching out for? It's, it's very strategic in that sense. And then you also have to, you know, there's going to be an element of drama just because it's reality stars. But, you know, I think that it's, you know, like you have to look out for these certain things. And I think Parvati is somebody that I would have looked out right away because of the way she's been acting so far. I have to say first time they've ever had a cast member from RuPaul's Drag Race on justice for Peppermint. I was so upset that she went home. I thought she would have been a great player in this game. And I really don't know where her banishment came out of. I I feel like it kind of came out of left field. There was really nothing that people were you, you know, I mean, having a mix up in your words, I think, is is just kind of a bummer because obviously she didn't mean what she was saying. And, you know, mixing up your words. I mean, for that matter, they should have just eliminated John for having asthma. Like, it really didn't make sense to me. And so I am justice for Peppermint. I feel like they should have a battle back. You know, like that would be really kind of, you know, interesting. But, um, yeah, I was really sad to see Peppermint go home. So we get to the episode where Marcus is eliminated overnight. This is the third episode. I think that what they need to start doing, and I'm sure Larsa will do this because Larsa is pretty smart. I mean, she's really, she's impressing me and she's, she's noticing things that other people are missing. And so I'm, I'm excited for her in that. Um, <laughs> I think they need to start figuring out who Marcus talked to the most. So they probably should talk to Larsa to find out, you know, what conversations he was having, what were his thoughts that he was thinking leading up to him getting eliminated because the signs are starting to point to point towards Dan and Lars is figuring it out. She's got MG on board, but nobody else is on board. So they need to kind of start figuring out, you know, and, and this is good by the way, because Larsa has already voted for Dan. MJ has already voted for Dan. So at this point, if they keep gunning for Dan and they get eliminated, then obviously it's going to be Dan. That's, that's, you know, that's a telltale sign. So that's a traitor out of the game. So they have the upper hand in this situation. They just need to start figuring out who Marcus was talking to and so that they can, you know, start getting other people on board with it. I have no clue who this Bergie guy is because I never watched Love Island, but he's so cute and he's so smart for figuring out that competition for everybody and and kind of leading the pack. I was sad for him for a moment in the first couple episodes because it seemed like he was still trying to find his footing, but he was doing such a good job and I was so excited for him and he really stepped up as a leader and that's just an exciting moment in any competition show when somebody can kind of find their voice and, and lead a pack. It was really exciting. Also, something exciting happened during that competition. Tamra got a shield. Woo! I'm rooting for Bravo people in this game just because you guys know we love Bravo. So I was excited that Tamra got the shield. Really wanted Larsa to get it, but you know she redeemed herself because at the round table she voted for Dan. And had she not done that, honestly, she probably might have been eliminated. So good for her. She's doing a great job so far. So I think that you know Tamra getting a shield just means more numbers of Bravo people in the game. The episode kind of ended on a cliffhanger, right? Because we have this poison chalice that I had just mentioned where essentially the traitors have to murder someone in plain sight. Dan is already such a big target. 
you know, on a couple people's minds. So it's obviously not good for him to do it. Phaedra, you know, doesn't really talk to many people. So that would be a very big red flag if she starts going around trying to get people. Parvati is a good person to do it. However, this is a very hard challenge because you have to kind of you have to kind of put yourself in her shoes and figure out, okay, so how am I going to get somebody to drink out of this chalice, you know, and, and make it a strategy, right? Because anybody could just pick up the chalice and start, you know, drinking it. Right. But they want somebody who it's going to make sense, right? Cause they can't just pick who's going to do it. It's kind of a random thing. And so ending it on a cliffhanger. Well, I mean, they, they ended on a cliffhanger, but she had said, I know exactly who is going to drink out of this chalice. And, and then you know, the episode ended. So I guess we're going to have to wait and see what ends up happening. But I just have to say I was on the edge of my seat because I just didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know who was going to drink it. I thought for a second it was going to be MJ. But I was really upset because I'd like to see more Bravo people stay in the game. And I don't want, you know, I, I don't want there to be, you know, a lack of Bravo people. So I would have been sad if that happened. But it looks like she wasn't going to drink from it. But you know, somebody who I, I feel like maybe it could be Peter because they panned to him at the end of the episode, but I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of this recap episode. I hope you enjoyed it and welcome to, you know, hopefully a new segment. I, I hope to do this with other shows and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I, you know, I strive to to spread my love of reality TV and I hope you guys can can feel that throughout the pod. I appreciate reading your nice comments and reviews and hopefully I can, you know, continue to do this for you guys and continue to get, you know, more shows on the podcast. And I'll probably post a poll on my Spotify to see if you guys enjoyed this episode or what other shows you'd like me to watch because I do love TV and I would love to, you know, recap some of your favorite shows or, you know, any recommendations. There's so many different shows out there. I have been thinking a lot about it. I would love to add in Love is Blind because I have so many thoughts whenever Love is Blind is streaming and I never know who to talk to about it. So was thinking of adding Love is Blind to the lineup. I will probably, again, drop a, uh, a poll on Spotify for my listeners and you guys can decide on some shows for me to watch. So um, with that, I will leave you at that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. AJ.